as I can. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I'm a doer and not just a hearer. I'm humble before the Lord. I'm obedient to the Lord. I'm mature in the Lord. I'm enthusiastic about the Lord. I know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. This morning's scripture is coming from the book of Mark. The book of Mark, the 10th chapter. Mark, the 10th chapter, I'm starting at verse 46, reading through verse 52. And it reads, Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise. He is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. You may be seated. The title of this morning's message is Make Me Want to Holler. Makes me want to holler. In the year 1970, Marvin Gaye recorded an album entitled, What's Going On? And on the album, there was a song entitled, Inner City Blues. Marvin Gaye put the condition of worry to words when he penned this song. It describes the frustrations of trying to get ahead in the world the struggle to make money only to have it taken. He talks about the bitterness of inflation, the debts and the bills that pile up while the next generation is dying. He speaks of the strongholds of crime combined with policemen who are known to have itchy trigger fingers. In the book of Ecclesiastes, it said that there's nothing new under the sun. Brother Marvin must have been writing about some of the stuff that we see today. He was expressing that life is choked with uncertainty. So much so to that he declares, it makes me want to holler and throw up both my hands. Now I need to ask you a question. Have you ever been in a situation where all you could do was holler? Now, I'm not talking about stubbing your toe, 
breaking a nail, getting a run in your pantyhose, or having a flat tire on your car. I'm talking about when you find yourself like blind Bartimaeus, where there's nobody who can do anything for you. Nobody but Jesus. I'm talking about when you find your back against the wall and you're on your sick bed, and all you can do is look up and holler. This time last year, there were hundreds of thousands that found themselves in this predicament. And that's where Bartimaeus finds himself in the text. Verse 46 gives us a glimpse of Bartimaeus' biography. The text tells us three things about Bartimaeus. He's blind, he's begging, and sitting by the roadside. This poor man found himself in a place like Marvin Gaye, where all he could do was holler. There was nothing else that he could do. You see, back then, a blind beggar outside of a leper was the lowest rank in Jewish society. You could be blind and have someone to care for you, whereas beggars, they were on their own. Beggars were allowed to beg, but they were not to cry out or bother any people. Apparently, Bartimaeus, who was blind and a beggar, had no one. So day after day, he sat there, receiving just enough change to get by. Hopefully, it was enough to buy him some food and maybe get a little more clothing for himself. When I think about it, I hope that he had a friend that was buying. Because being a blind and a beggar, when people pass by, everybody don't put nothing in your hand. They may have just threw it on his garment. And chances are, there were people lurking around the corner who knew that he couldn't see. And as these coins or food or whatever it was was thrown on his garment, they could snatch it before he even knew. But there he sat, eating the dust kicked up by the passing parade of people and animals who were in a hurry to get to the city of Jericho. You remember Jericho, don't you? It was the first city conquered by Israel after crossing the Jordan River. The city Joshua destroyed. Well, this was a new city of Jericho that was about a mile away from that one, where Herod the Great and his successors had built a lavish winter palace. That explains why there was such a crowd of people that traveled the road where Bartimaeus was sitting. He might have been blind, but he wasn't crazy. We see that when we travel along the road, Fort Walton, Pensacola, everywhere we go, the people who sat on the corners, they know what corners to sit on. They know what time to sit on. This is a military town, so they know when you get paid. Remember, he's blind, begging and by the roadside, which means that he had progressive problems. Progressive meaning more than one. One problem you can normally handle. 
But when that one problem gives birth to twins, and when the twins give birth to triplets, then you have baby kid problems. You know them baby kids problems are them hard to handle problems. And I like to paraphrase the words of one of the greatest songs ever written, Old MacDonald, here problem, there problem, everywhere a problem problem. I want to see if I can break it down for you so that you can understand it a little more. In our day, we say if it ain't one thing, it's another. Now I'm looking out there at some of y'all mad, and it seems that you're still a little confused, so I'm going to try to simplify it for you a little bit more. If your head's not hurting, your leg is hurting. If your blood pressure isn't high, your stomach is out of order. As soon as your side stops hurting, your back starts acting up. If you're not having trouble with your feet, you're having trouble with your teeth. If it's not the husband, then it's the wife. If it's not your eyes, then it's your heart. Here problem, there problem. Everywhere, a problem problem. But the good news is, there is a problem solver. And his name is Jesus. And when you throw up both your hands and holler, I believe Jesus will stop by. Bartimaeus was blind, which means that his physical sight was non-existent. He was begging, and that means he needed some social help. The text says he was by the roadside, which means he had nowhere to go. This man had multiple problems, internally and externally. What kind of problems do you have? What kind of problems are you dealing with that makes you want to holler? It doesn't matter what type of problem you have. If you just holler, I believe Jesus Christ will hear you. I think I feel a holler coming on. It feels like I want to throw up both my hands. You see, it's different reasons why we throw our hands up. We throw them up in celebration. We throw them up in disgust. We throw them up when we're uncertain. We throw them up when we surrender and when we're in submission. Now, I've never been blind physically. I've never had to beg. I've never had to sit on the roadside. But there were some other things that I was dealing with. And one day, I heard that Jesus was passing by. And I hollered, Lord, have mercy on me. What gets me about some Christians today is that a lot of us are hollering for the wrong reasons. 
not only hollering for the wrong reasons, but we're hollering at the wrong person or group of people. And there are times when we let the wrong people holler at us. You know how it goes sometimes when they just, come here. Let me holler at you for a second. But if we follow the example of Bartimaeus, he shows us how and why to holler. It's in the text. Verse 47 says, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out. He was blind and couldn't see. And when he heard that it was Jesus passing by, but not just any Jesus. Because Jesus was a common name back then. But when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth who was passing by, although Bartimaeus was blind, he saw his chance and cried out for mercy. He even called him by his messianic title, Son of David. Bartimaeus was physically blind, but he wasn't spiritually blind. He knew who Jesus was. The first thing that this man teaches us is that we should holler in order to acquire Jesus' attention. Notice the significant word in verse 47 of this text. It's heard. Heard is the past tense of the word here. And if you heard something, that means that you were told of or informed of. You were made aware of or you know of the existence of something or someone. Back then, there were no billboards for advertisement. No airplanes flying around pulling signs for all to see. And no cell phones of any type of social media to tell him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing through. Back then, news traveled by word of mouth, and Bartimaeus had to hear of the good news, for when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by, he hollered. You see, he had already heard about what he had done. Bartimaeus doesn't show up until chapter 10 of the Gospel of Mark. The previous nine chapters of this Gospel are filled with accounts of Jesus' miracles. Now let me give this disclaimer. For someone who may be visiting with us for the first time, whether in the sanctuary or online, Pastor Bolden teaches the Bible word for word to the letter. We have many ministers here who use different methods in order to get the congregation to understand what they are saying. And I'm one of those ministers. So right now I'm asking you to use your biblical imaginations so that you'll understand why Bartimaeus cried out. Now this might not be exactly how it went, but it could have went this way. Bartimaeus appeared in chapter 10 of the Gospel of Mark. And like him, 
One of you in here today may be in the chapter 10 of your life. If you look over the previous chapters of your life and realize how good God has been to you, it should make you want to hop. Because by the time we read through nine chapters of this gospel and find Bartimaeus, he already knows that there's something to holler about. Let me show you what I mean. In Mark chapter 1, he heard about Jesus healing the leper. In chapter 2, he heard that Jesus healed a man with palsy. In chapter 3, he heard Jesus healed a man with a withered hand. In chapter 4, while at sea in the middle of a storm, he heard that Jesus stood up and said, Peace and be still. And the winds and the waves had to obey. In chapter 5, he heard that he healed a demon-possessed man in the tombs, healed a certain woman with the issue of blood, and raised Jairus' daughter. In chapter 6, he heard that he fed 5,000 with a few loaves of bread and a couple of fish. In chapter 7, he heard that he healed a deaf and dumb man. In chapter 8, he heard that he fed another multitude. In chapter number 9, he heard that he healed a boy of an unclean spirit. Oh, but in chapter 10, in chapter 10, now I know some of you may have always had things going on in your life. You've had no issues or concerns. But sometimes I find myself in chapter 10. And I thank God for chapter 10. Because I've already heard about chapters 1 through 9. And I realize that if I holler while I'm in the chapter 10 of my life, the good news of the gospel tells me that Jesus is still in the business of writing one more chapter. Now you might ask me, how do I know? I know because there's an 11th book in the book of Mark. There's another chapter. Hallelujah and glory to his name. Now if by chance... You are in chapter 10 of your life, and you don't have a job, and you have bills that you can't pay. He can write another chapter. If you have unruly children that you can't seem to control, he can write another chapter. If you have a relationship that has ended, don't worry about that. He can write another chapter. If you have sickness, and if the prognosis is dim, 
Mm-mm. Don't worry. He can write another chapter. If you've lost a loved one and you think that you cannot make it another day, he can write another chapter. But you got to do something first. You got to holler. Throw up both your hands and give him some praise for the blessings that you want coming down. Verse 47 also tells us what Bartimaeus hollered. He hollered, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The second thing he teaches us is that we should holler to acknowledge Jesus' authority. Many of us holler to the wrong person. A person who has no power and no position. Jesus is the one that we need to holler to. He's one of a kind, Mother Ethel. There may be some who disagree with me, but there is no mold that exists that could form any man into the person or the man that Jesus is. There is nobody on this earth now, prior to, or in the hereafter that ever would ever have a resume like Jesus. Is it okay if I give you Jesus' resume? It won't take long at all. Nobody was born like Jesus. Nobody went around healing the sick or raising the dead like Jesus. Nobody loves like Jesus. Nobody lives like Jesus. Nobody died like Jesus. Nobody got up like Jesus. And ain't nobody coming back like Jesus. You see, we got to acknowledge Jesus' authority. The scripture text says, Bartimaeus hollered, son of David. But who's David? Son of David is his messianic title. That means he was in David's lineage. That means that he has to write the right to reign and rule as David did. But in order for us to verify this reference, we have to check out what David did. And whatever David did, Jesus can do it now and even better. You know David. He killed a bear in his time. He killed a lion in his time. He even killed a giant with one stone in his time. 
What this means to me is, and I have reference to say, that no matter of a bear of a situation I'm in, no matter what lion of a relationship I'm in, and no matter what giant of a circumstance I might be going through, if I release it, if I stop trying to handle it on my own, if I give it up and if I give in, if I just holler and throw up both my hands, the reality is that the son of David's power would be made available to me. Now let's look closer at verse 50. It says, throwing aside his garments. Now, in my mind, I picture Bartimaeus' garment spread on the ground. And he's sitting in the middle of the garment. And as the people walk by, they are throwing him coins or giving him food, or whatever it is, they're putting it down on his garment. Because that's probably all he had. And once the day was over, once he felt around and gathered up all of his things, chances are he had to take that garment and ball himself up in it at night and use it as a blanket. Y'all seen the homeless people. You know how they have to do it. Bartimaeus' blanket was, or garment was twofold. And it says, throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. Bartimaeus tells us that we should holler in order to acquire Jesus' attention. We should holler in order to acknowledge Jesus' authority. And lastly, we should holler in order to associate with Jesus' agenda. The text says that Bartimaeus cast away his garments, rose and came to Jesus. Now most of us don't have a problem acquiring Jesus' attention. And we may not have a problem acknowledging his authority. Jesus is who he says he is. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we believe that. But when it comes to laying down our agenda and getting with his, to pick up our crosses daily and to follow him and not our own desire, you see, in order for us to follow Jesus and his agenda, we've got to cast off some stuff. We got to say goodbye to some things. Goodbye yesterday. Goodbye woulda, coulda, shoulda. Goodbye dead in relationship. Goodbye pain and problems. We can't do anything about them now, but goodbye past failures. 
Goodbye, phony friends. Goodbye, make-believe church members. Goodbye, temporary people. You were just a temporary pain in my life. Anything that is hindering us from getting to Jesus must be cast away. In Hebrews 12, 1, it says, let us lay aside every weight and sin that which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. That simply means that we have to rise up from where we are so that we can get closer to Jesus. There's no way that we can stay in our same situations and move closer to the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus Christ. Now I need you to listen to this. Verse 46 says that Bartimaeus sat by the roadside. But in verse 52, He's no longer sitting. He's following Jesus' way. In verse 46, he was a sinner. But in verse 52, he's a saint. In verse 46, he was outside of the ark of safety. But in verse 52, he's on the old ship of Zion. The question now becomes, what happened between verses 46 and 52? The answer is, he hollered. He let go so that he could let God. What I'm saying is that this man cried out and cried out some more. And although there were those who told him to be quiet, he kept crying out louder and louder. Lord, have mercy. Jesus told Bartimaeus, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Some of your Bibles may say made you whole. I see in the Bible where Jesus often tells those that he heals that they are made whole. So I looked that up, and in the Greek the word is sozo, and it means to save. It is used either as a physical healing or spiritual salvation. This tells me that Bartimaeus was not only healed, but saved as well. Bartimaeus cried out. To cry out to us means to shout or to go crazy. But in the Greek, it means over and over again. So when I tried to play this out in my mind, Bartimaeus is sitting by the road on his blanket. He can't see, but sitting on that road, he can hear. And his ear is in tune to the normal traffic. But on this particular day, it seemed to be a little more busy. So I see Bartimaeus just sitting there and he's looking around and he asked somebody, hey, what's going on? Why is the road so busy today? 
What's, what's going on that, that makes so many people be, to be passing by? And somebody told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And soon as Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, I can see him hollering out, Jesus, son of David, Lord, have mercy on me. And then somebody told him, you got to be quiet because you a beggar. And beggars ain't supposed to cry out. And I can see Bartimaeus, he can't see him, but he probably turned his head towards him and then looked at him and said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the people probably tried to shush him a little more, and I can just hear Bartimaeus just hollering, Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus, as he was strolling by, heard him. See, he didn't have to see him. All he had to do was hear him. You see, just like when Bartimaeus was blind back in the day, one day we were blind at one time. We didn't see Jesus, but we heard about it. We heard that he was passing by. And then we went to Jesus and we hollered out to him, Lord, have mercy on me. And he did. The text says, Jesus said, call him. And they said, peace be with you. Be happy because he's calling you. And when Bartimaeus got up, see, he threw aside his garment. And when he threw aside that garment, it isn't just because he threw it aside. See, his faith, he already knew he wasn't going to need that garment no more. Although he couldn't see Jesus, all he had to do was hear the voice. And he just followed the voice of Jesus. And when he got to Jesus, Jesus said, what is it that you want me to do for you? And he said, Lord, that I might have my sight. And Jesus said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And at that time, he received his sight. In the same way that we walked when we were in blindness, we reached out and we listened to Jesus' voice, and he gave us our sight. Lord, have mercy. When you think about where Jesus bought you from, where you are right now, didn't he do something for you? If he did, I dare you to give him a holler. I dare you to give him a praise. I dare you to give him a shout. Now don't be mad if I'm hollering a little louder than you are. You see, you don't know the troubles that I had. You don't know when I was lonely. You don't know when Jesus saved me. That's why I holler. That's why I throw my hands up in praise. Lord, have mercy. You see, it's times like this that I feel like Marvin. But see, Marvin was upset about the things that he saw around him. I want to shout like Bartimaeus. He was shouting to get Jesus' attention so that he could be healed. You see, I'm shouting because I praise God for everything that he has brought me through. When I think about where I was, when I see where I am now, you know what? <laughs> makes me want to sing. It makes me want to shout. And it makes me want to holler. <laughs> yeah. I know my praise might be a little off this morning. I know I might be a little bit out of tune this morning. 
But I said, makes me want to sing, makes me want to shout, makes me want to holler. It makes me want to sing, makes me want to shout, makes me want to And what? Throw up my hands. Yes, Lord. That's what it makes you want to do. He makes you want to holler and throw up your hands. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. If you throw up your hand, let everything in the house that had breast praise the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, God. Oh, God. Mm. When I think about the Lord, how he raised me, how he saved me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how he picked me up, turned me around, and placed my feet on solid ground, makes me want to shout, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, Lord, you're worthy of all the glory in all the honor, in all the praise, makes me want to shout, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, Lord, you're worthy of all the glory, in all the honor, in all the praise, makes me want to shout, hallelujah, this morning. Does the goodness of the Lord make you want to holler? Does it make you want to holler? Well, let's give him a good praise. Glory! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And you throw up your hands if you want to. Glory! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Mm. Lord. Bartimaeus, although he was blind, he saw his need. He decided that he didn't want to stay where he was. He wanted his life to be different, so he cried out for help. He would not be deterred by those who tried to shush him. He knew what he wanted Jesus to do for him. So he asked for what he needed. He received this miracle, and he immediately began to follow Jesus. If we're in the same situation, if you're in the chapter 10 of your life, all you got to do is holler. I have two appeals. Hallelujah. My first appeal is for salvation. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is the time to get to know him. If you're in the congregation and if you want to know more about the Lord Jesus and how he can save your soul, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand and somebody will get you and take you to the side. 
If you're online, we ask that you call the church, 850-862-3899, if you want to know who Jesus is and know more about him. 850-862-3899. I see no hands. If you're in need of a church home, Pastor Bolden would be happy to welcome you into Striving for Perfection Ministries. If you're in the congregation, if you're seeking a church home, and if Striving may be a church that you want to be affiliated with, raise your hand. I see no hands. If you're at home, and if you'd like to become a member, just call that number again, 850-862-3899, and someone will answer and get your information. Hallelujah. It's prayer time. If you have a prayer request, you can also call that same number. Somebody will pray with you online. If you're here, we just ask that as where you're sitting at right now, if you holler in your own way, Jesus will hear you. All you got to do is reach out to him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for this time. God, we thank you for the word that went forth. We pray that it went forth, God, and did what it was intended to do. God, we just thank you, O oh Lord. Father, we thank you for waking us up this day, Lord, and letting us see another day. God, we just ask that when we holler, that you hear us. We know that you will, O oh Lord God. So now, God, we just want to say thank you for all that you've done. Father, continue to be a, a blessing to us, O oh Lord God. Hallelujah. These and many other blessings, Father, we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise.